The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, channel 132. Do you remember the old, old question, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around, does it make a noise? Well, of course, we know that it does, but that was the theoretical question that you'd be asked in college when you're in your first philosophy class, which you're forced to take, by the way. But now the new question is, if you don't star in your own Facebook video, or it doesn't happen on Facebook, did it really ever happen at all? I'm talking about murder. Murder live-streamed on Facebook. Not just once, but over and over and over again. Why the phenomena of murder live-streamed? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. The chicken or the egg? Oh, dear. Another philosophical question. Do people murder on live streaming to become famous or do they become famous or infamous because they live streamed a murder? 
that that's that's the big question but i'm going to let the shrinks figure all that out while i figure out who's going to jail and why Joining me right now, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, creator of AskDrCC.com. That's AskDrCC.com. Awesome, awesome site, Dr. Chloe. With me, forensics expert Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University, and crime stories investigative reporter John Limley. And we're going to kick it all off with a case that, that just stunned me, the case of an evil evil Cleveland gunman uh, who randomly shoots dead an elderly man in the street, just drives by and shoots a guy dead who's shuffling along, minding his own business. This guy has a family. He had grandchildren that called him Papa. There's pictures of him we've managed to dig up. He's 74-year-old Robert Godwin, and his grandchildren absolutely loved him. He had a favorite easy chair. It reminds me a little bit of the ugly chair in Frasier that the dad sat in all the time, but it also reminds me of my father. He had a favorite chair that he would sit in. And this Mr. Godwin is reminding me of my dad so much and mr godwin is just gunned down dead randomly and to add insult to injury the killer live street posted the video on facebook to john limley crime stories investigative reporter I, I don't understand why this cleveland shooter who seemed to be a normal guy steve stevens would gun down a guy on Facebook video and claim he's killed 15 more. Let's start at the beginning, John Limley. What happened? Nancy, this was a really nice day, warm and sunny. So as you mentioned, Robert Godwin, uh, he was out for a stroll in the Glenville neighborhood of Cleveland. Uh, as we've heard, he was a gentleman, graying hair. That day he was wearing a blue plaid shirt. He was carrying a white plastic bag that he had filled with cans that he had picked up along the way. It's uh, something that he did almost every day since he had retired as a foundry worker. He loved to go along, pick things up, maybe even a bicycle or a small appliance, and he'd take them home and repair them. And this had given him an affectionate nickname in the neighborhood, the junk man. Okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy had a long career in the foundry business to support his family, his children, and even his grandchildren. Then, after many, many years toiling, just like my dad did on the railroad, he retires. Now, my dad took up, he suddenly became a Sunday school teacher to the shock of all of us, because my dad, as you know, was not afraid of a cocktail. He took up becoming a Sunday school teacher and exercising and all things heart healthy. Those were his obsessions. Okay, along with sports, watching sports. So that that was all into all of that. This guy, Mr. Godwin, decided to go along and start recycling everything he could get his mitts on and pick up this and that and, you know, refurbish it, make it new again. And he would be walking up and down the street in his neighborhood, finding whatever he could. This little old guy with the glasses and the big smile, Mr. Godwin. Okay, so he's out. Mr. Godwin is out collecting little bikes and this and that pieces of tidbits. And what happens? 
John Limley. This is around 2 p.m. that afternoon. Robert Godwin walking along the sidewalk on East 93rd Street in Cleveland when a man stops his car, gets out, and walks over to Robert. The man had his phone out shooting video of Robert and asked him to say the name of a woman, Joy Lane. The man said, she's the reason why this is about to happen to you. Robert immediately tells the man he doesn't know who he's talking about, has no idea what he's talking about. But the next thing Robert knows, the man pulls out a gun, shoots him, and a split second later, Robert falls to the ground dead. John, wait a minute. I have got to quit thinking about my dad and this happening to my dad because he would walk up all around the neighborhood almost every day as part of his exercise regimen. And I can just imagine this jackass coming up to my father and saying, say the name Joy Lane. My dad would say, what? What? Because the way he would do his exercises, he counted steps. And he had been doing this for years and years before he went to heaven. And I can just see somebody pulling up to Mr. Godwin and saying, getting out and video. I mean, he would be going, what? I I don't know her. I, I don't know what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, this guy, may he rot in hell, Steve Stevens, has this on video. Listen to what he says. I found me somebody I'm about to kill. I'm about to kill this guy right here. The old dude. Oh, Hi. Right. Can you do me a favor? Can you say Joy Lane? What? Can you say Joy Lane? Joy Lane? Yeah. She's the reason why um, this is about to happen to you. How old are you? Oh, man, look. Hey, look, look. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know nobody about that. You know, Alan, do you, you just heard John Limley reporting about this seriously monster coming up to this elderly guy and demanding he say the name Joy Lane, who's the shooter's ex-girlfriend. I'm sh- I, I think I know why she's an ex, but that wasn't it. Alan Duke, then this freak gets in his car and starts videoing again. What does he do in the car? Yes, it was just a few moments after he shot this man. He gets in the car, goes again on Facebook, and explains to his Facebook friends that I guess I just snapped. And then he calls himself a monster in this rambling. Just snapped. That's what he says. Just snapped. He planned this. He didn't just snap. He sought out a victim, a defenseless elderly gentleman on the side of the street, minding his own business, walks up to him and says, this is why. She's why this is going to happen to you. This is not a snap. This is a plan. As a matter of fact, Alan Duke has managed to dig up what Steve Stevens says in his car, declaring he, quote, just snapped. Listen. Dog. This car, this car, this car. Get it, man. I can't talk to you right now, man. man. Yeah, I did. Just a couple of man. I'm at the point where I snap. See, the thing is, man, every time I try to talk to y'all, man, y'all always blow me off or, or, or just make my seem like it ain't. 
I got a lot of built-in anger and frustration, man. No, hell no. I ain't going over there. Just, just, just call your and tell them to look at that man. You, you, you go from there. But, <laughs> hey, dog, let me call you. Let me call you. Let me call you. Let me, yeah. It's my name, my name is Stevie Steve on there. Just, just go any, anybody. All me on there. Dog, I just want to tell you, dog, I love you. I love you, dog. And, dog, listen, man. I shamed, I shamed the four sons of perseverance, man. I shamed fourth district. I shamed Zayd Omega. And most importantly, I shamed myself. I snapped. I snapped. Dog, I just snapped, dog. I just snapped. I just killed 13 man. That's what I did. I killed 13 people. And I'm about to keep killing until, until... Until they until they catch me, it. I posted. I said until they catch me, dog. Let me call you right back because I got a lot of people calling me. But dog, rude. All right. Yeah, sorry about that, man. Listen, man. Um, like I said, I killed thirteen, so I'm working on fourteen as we speak. I'm just running around hitting my man. I just I just snapped, man. You know, and there's some whole that I would let a or anybody get me on my hookup. But see, the thing is, man, I'm 37, and all my life, man, I just always been a monster, man. Always had to prove myself, you know, always had to take the butt to people's jokes. And it's like, you know, I'm a case manager for Beach Book. Yeah, my beach, I'm killing my Beach Book badge on, too. Oh, yeah, I ain't gonna be able to come to work tomorrow, you know. Um, but, um, yeah. Just killing, man. You know, and uh, all because of this, you know, uh, she put me in my, my 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 pushing point, man. You know, I was living over there with her. I just woke up Friday. I just couldn't take it no more, man. I just left, and um, yeah, here I am massacring. My <laughs> we call today the uh, today is the Easter Sunday massacre, but it's up though that um. Oh, at Word, my number is, uh, you can call me. Or you can call me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody keep putting this that real. That's funny. And again, man, like people saying, is it real? And, and nobody's taking me for granted for, for, for truth. And that's the crazy part, man. Nobody, I don't know. I'm a uh I'm gonna send another post in a second. I want to pause and thank our partner making our investigation possible. It's Legal Zoom. New Year's is over, and now it's time to write your own success story for 2018, and Legal Zoom can help you with that. Let this be the year you finally launch and run your own business. Or rest easier knowing your family's future is secure by you making the right estate plan. As a matter of fact, LegalZoom has been helping people just like us take care of dreams and responsibilities over 16 years. The good news is LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they have the resources to put you on the right path including advice from a nationwide network of independent 
lawyers at your fingertips. Whether you want to take your business to the next level or take control of your family's future with an estate plan, LegalZoom plugs right into your life without billable hours like a law firm. Because at LegalZoom, pricing is up front. What a relief. Start writing your 2018 success story at LegalZoom.com now. Special savings? Enter promo code NANCY in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. LegalZoom.com. A case that, that just stunned me. The case of an evil gunman who randomly shoots dead an elderly man in the street. To Joseph Scott Morgan joining me, forensics expert. Joe Scott, I always, if I could, would play the 911 call for my jury to take them to the moment of the incident or as close as I could get to it. What can we typically learn from a 911 call, Joe Scott? Many times you can uh, you can get a sense of of how horrific a particular circumstance is because it paints a picture that takes the jury who is in just this isolated room with a lot of people and takes them back to that moment of absolute and total horror. And I think that most of the people that get pulled into a court as, as a member of a jury pool, they, they don't, they can't associate with this kind of thing that horror would actually visit you in this moment that, you know, like, like this older gentleman here, that's just minding his own business. And the, this this drives it home even more because here you actually hear the voice of the perpetrator. It's not just some abstract person going down the road saying, I just saw somebody that had been shot. In this in this live streaming event, you've got someone that's actually there talking about what he's going to do, perpetrates it, and then offers commentary after. And boy, is this compelling. Take a listen now to the 911 call. I told y'all three times somebody ran in front of my husband's dead been shot. Okay, what's the address? So I told her three times. Okay, you didn't tell me, sir. I'm someone new. What's the address? Is this in Cleveland? Yes, yes, yes ma'am. Okay, and are you right there with them now? No, I don't. I'm, not, I'm inside the house. I can see them across the street. Okay. Okay, is he awake at all? No, I know he's on conscious. He's dead. Okay, can you, are you able to go out there and see if he's conscious or breathing, please? Is he awake? Well, 
Is he unconscious? Ask him, is he breathing? Is he breathing? No breathing. Okay, so we need to help him. We need to get a clean dry cloth or a towel and apply it to where he's bleeding from. No now breathing? Hello? Sir, can you hear me? No, I said it's a white crane car with some tags on it. Okay, no, I'm talking about my sleep. Sir. It's an old man. Uh, hello? Yes. Okay, listen, are you going to where the patient is at? heard the 911 call about the shooting death of 74-year-old Robert Godwin. I'm looking at a photo of him right now, and a, a grown lady, I can't really make her out, but she's much younger than him, has her arm around him. I bet it's with his daughter. Bet you anything. Oh, I'd give everything I've got right now if I could just hu- hug my dad one more time. I'm telling you. But this guy, Steve Stevens, this evil Cleveland shooter, took that opportunity away from Mr. Godwin's children and grandchildren. And this, too, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, renowned New York psychologist and creator of AskDrCC.com for Dr. Chloe Carmichael. You know, he claims, this shooter claims on Facebook that he's killed 15 people. Now, if that's true, you're a monster. And if it's not true, you're still a monster. We also learned, Dr. Chloe, that he worked as a mental health care manager and would post excessively on social media. And on social media, he blamed the murder on a woman to believe we think was his ex-girlfriend, Joy. It's it's really insane either way, as you're saying, whether he actually did kill 15 people or, or whether he just wants to say that. Um, when someone's faced rejection 
like this person has, it sounds like his girlfriend had broken up with him or something like that. They tend to feel very, very powerless. And it's it's actually natural that when we experience rejection, many people actually do become a little bit vindictive or be in a bad mood. But obviously, this person has taken it uh, to a huge extreme. And it also appears that he might be trying to make her feel the pain that he has felt by somehow trying to suggest that this is her fault. So in a sense, he felt annihilated and murdered in in a way by her breaking up with him. It's like she destroyed him. And now it seems like maybe this is his really sick way of trying to show her what that feels like. That's Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, joining us. Back to Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert. Take a look at the timeline, Joe Scott. At 11.09, he first threatens to murder. 11.11, two minutes later, the video of the live shooting is uploaded in just two minutes. 11.22, a live confession. 11.27, the end of the live video. All done, Nancy. And, you know, this guy's life, the, these 70 plus years that this guy lived on this earth are just completely gone and, and vanished in a second. And it, it, it didn't take much, did it? Uh, except for, uh, for this monster with a firearm to go and randomly pick this guy out and, and kill him for whatever his motivations. And at this point in time, I, you know, as, as a, you know, as, as an average guy, I don't, I don't care what his motivations were. I care about this, this victim's family though. And how, how horrible is this? Um, you know, it teaching at college, uh, with investigations, like I do at Jacksonville state, one of the things that we talk about with homicide is that the lion's share of homicides are, are not like you see on television where it's some kind of, uh, randomized stranger. It's going to be an intimate. And we've talked about this a lot. That's what makes this all the more horrific, doesn't it, Nancy? That you just got this guy that just appears out of nowhere in this elderly man's life and just snuffs it out in a second, and it's all there for everybody to see. You know, it's really interesting if you look at him online, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, which is what he wants us all to do anyway. You see shots uh, titled Joy Lane and Me in New Orleans, and he's got on Mardi Gras beads, and they're... Obviously, it's some fancy restaurant with like a jungle in the background and strings of lights. It looks really fun. They're smiling. And then you see another picture of him smiling. And then suddenly it goes to him with a um, uh, hat pulled down, way down in dark clothing and he's looking really angry and menacing toward the camera, really solemn face. That was one of the police-issued photos. Then he goes on the run. He's tracked through his phone. Dr. Chloe Carmichael, he's living his life out online. Yes, he is. And again, when somebody is rejected, uh, sometimes they can actually feel as if as if they're they're going to disappear. We call it annihilation anxiety in in psychology. And I think it's possible that part of his his reason for wanting to do all of this online um, is is to to try to 
make his presence known and make his presence felt. Um, he's, he's clearly seeking attention. So when somebody breaks up with you, they're withdrawing their attention. And so it's almost as if he's trying to undo that by getting the eyes of the world upon him as he lives out, you know, this nightmare. You know, Joe Scott Morgan, you have a young teen at home. Mine are 10. We just went to uh, an evening movie that our church put on called Screenagers about the effect that online video games, um, social media, how it affects girls versus boys, and what effect it does have on them. It was incredible. It was a documentary but also very entertaining. But I'm I'm thinking about how even in those seemingly more innocent contexts, it takes over their lives. They're addicted to it. You know, I'm really watching my son right now because when I say, okay, time's up for whatever he's playing, he gets actually angry. He's just 10. He's never heard a flea. And and he doesn't want me to take, he doesn't want to turn it off. He gets upset. It's just like they said in that documentary, Screenagers. And the girls, my daughter does, neither one of them have an iPhone or anything like that. But in the movie, the young girls, it's all about what they look like. And they're, they're nine and 10 and they're posting I guess you'd say what they believe to be sexy pictures of themselves. There are nine. There's nothing sexy. But it kind of, they're they're living through this little screen. And for years, I've laughed at people like, we'll walk by, and there'll be four people sitting together, and they're all just glued to their iPhone. It's so funny to me. But it's real, Joe Scott. Yeah, it is real. And if I could just give you a quick analogy uh and the struggle is real really (laughs) with a teenager um when i first started teaching college you know in excess of a decade ago and you probably remember this nancy remember how at the end of class most classes let out at the same time you'd walk out in the hallway and you'd hear this this uh audible buzz among students that were talking you could hear things scratching around Mm -hmm. you know and now a decade later when you walk into the hallway at a university it's almost like you've walked into a Trappist monastery. It is dead quiet. It is dead quiet. You don't hear people talking. You don't hear people interacting other than with this electronic device. And it's, it's, a, it's a generational paradigmic shift, as they say in academia. Everything has changed. Um, when I first started teaching, the students they would – I would put these images on the screen about all these horrible cases that – that I had worked over the years to illustrate my points relative to forensics. And there were audible gasps in class. You know, those are completely vanished now, Nancy. Uh, this generation that, that, that I deal with, it's almost this, and Dr. Chloe can speak more to this, but it's this desensitization that's taken place uh, for me. And I work in probably with some of the most graphic, gory things that you can possibly imagine. And now it's, it, uh, the world has changed so much. Um, and I, I really, this, that's why this particular case particularly frightens me, uh, because it is, it's, it's just a, a total dismission or dismissive of, of, of human life. It just, it's reduced it down to this. It's such horrible. I know that a lot of times people don't identify with an elderly victim 
as much as they would like a younger victim, say college age or somebody most listeners or viewers can relate to their age. But I really identify with this elderly victim because he reminds me so much of my dad. And I'm projecting my dad's reaction onto him. And, you know, Joe Scott, it's one thing to lose a loved one. It's another thing to lose somebody you love to violence, which is always senseless. And I know that firsthand from losing my fiance to murder, then later my dad to illness. And what this family is going through to me is brutal. I wonder also about Dr. Chloe Carmichael, uh, creator of AskDrCC.com. Dr. Chloe, why does he, A, want to live it out online, but B, want to blame his ex, Joy? Why is it her fault that he is committing murder and maybe 15 others? Well, Nancy, obviously it's not her fault, of course, but in his mind, uh, his really demented, sick mind, it is her fault because she's the person who hurt him. And so, therefore, he needs to show her how badly he's hurting. And that's why he, it appears that that's why he's doing this, according to himself. So, um, it is true that we have this depersonalization of human life that happens uh, often more and more these days as people are on social media. So, it used to be, for example, an expression oh, I, I feel like I'm dying. Oh, I, I feel like I could just, you know, wring somebody's neck today. Well, now people are actually experiencing doing that online. And there's a depersonalization of human life. Um, and it, it really does happen more and more because we see things on screen. We see murders. We see things on TV with a frequency that has never been experienced before. And there's actually um, a, a detachment of the consequences and of the human life. So now, again, what somebody used to just do is say, well, I feel like Dr. I Chloe, Dr. Chloe, dummy down for me. You're losing me. Okay, absolutely. So just like you're saying, Nancy, is that he's got this rage and he used to just want people used to just say, well, I feel like I could wring somebody's neck. And now they're actually doing it because they've seen it on screen a thousand times. By the time people are 10 years old, they're seeing it on television and now they're seeing it on social media. And there's just a lack of understanding about the actual human life behind it now, like there used to be before. Well, one thing I know, uh, too. Joe Scott, Joe, I, I, when I would prosecute, and even now, I do look for somebody to blame. I do. I want to know who caused this bad thing and really how I can stop it from happening again. So you've seen so many crimes, as of all of us. I guess he's looking for somebody to blame, so he blames his ex that broke up with him. Yeah, um, you know, and, and the rationale always escapes you. I mean, how many times have you and I sat at crime scenes or in court, and you're sitting there and you're, just, you're completely befuddled, and you're scratching your head and saying, why, why, did, why did this waste have to take place? I mean, what, what is it that you were at, so absent of in your life that you had to go out and lash out at, at, these, at these innocent people? I, I was, you know, I was working at the medical examiner's office in Atlanta when uh, we had the television on, and, uh, and the Oklahoma City bombing took place. And I had a lot of friends that deployed out there and, and worked on that case. And, and that was one of the things that, that consistently came up over and over and over again. They, when 
those friends of mine that were out there that bore witness to this thing, and they're thinking, why, why, why did this have to happen? The, the stories that they would tell about those kids being killed in that nursery up there when that bomb went off. And, you know, and you sit there as practitioner and you wonder day after day. And if you, if you wonder, and this is an, another, you know, this is a, a dangerous thing for us all to do that are involved in this practice. You get to the point where you get worn out with why. And you have to revert back to how, you know, how did it happen? And that helps you a little bit better, just the, the science of it. But you, 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 you go crazy just wondering about why, because there, there is no answer to that. And speaking of the ex-girlfriend who was with him, I believe, about three years, this Joy Lane, here is what she had to say to local Fox 8. Listen. You know, the hashtag Joy Lane, Joy Lane Massacre. I don't know if I know how to be Joy Lane anymore. I don't know. Um how to pick up all the pieces of my world at the moment. I did try to call him for people who were asking me, like, call him, call him. I did um, call him. He didn't answer. The last time I talked to him was Saturday night around 9 o'clock we talked, and he told me he had quit his job and he was um, leaving the state. I've got a lot of negative comments. I've, I've been called almost every cuss word in the book. I've been told that um, I'm the one who should have died. He should have killed me. But Lane says she has also had a lot of support from family, friends, and strangers, including the family of Robert Godwin Sr. This is my husband. They met for the first time Tuesday. I'm hug you. Just tell you, not your fault, we love you. Thank you. I just really wanted to send my condolences and I'm very sorry this happened to you guys. We are sorry too, but not your fault. It's hard because I, I feel, I feel bad. I feel, you know, like the last thing that he would have said was my name and didn't know me or why he was saying it, and that's been difficult. Our father was our rock and snatched from us, and um, we don't hold any uh, ill feelings towards you, not even towards Steve. Um, I'm angry with him, yes, but I forgive him. Alan, let's go now to the police presser. Uh, a little bit after 11 today, uh, Pennsylvania State Police officers received a tip that the vehicle that we were looking for, the white Ford Fusion, was in a McDonald's parking lot uh, near Erie, PA. Those officers responded. The vehicle fled from that area. There was a short pursuit in which the vehicle was stopped. As the officers approached that vehicle, Steve Stevens took his own life. Guys. I don't. I wouldn't say a higher level of alert, but uh, we did have people actually on the ground in, in that area on several occasions, looking at not only the surrounding area but that immediate area for the ping. Have you had a police presence, a Cleveland police presence in Erie since Sunday? No, not a Cleveland police presence, but our, our federal partners were engaged in that area. I'm at the point where I snap. See, the thing is, man, every time I we would like to have brought Steve in peacefully and really talk to him to find out exactly why this happened, because there may be other people out there that are in similar situations that we can help uh, by finding out why he did what he did and, and what kind of drove him to this. And now we head to Chicago with the same question. If it doesn't happen on Facebook Live, does it happen at all? Because in yet another jurisdiction, Chicago, a two-year-old top boy shot dead on Facebook Live, and it's being videoed. I, I don't get it. LaVon White, just two years old, dies after a shooting 
and Chicago. You know, Joseph Scott Morgan, this case is so upsetting. The aunt was riding in a car along with the tot and the aunt's 26-year-old boyfriend. In In broad daylight, a gunman cuts them off, gets out of the car, and opens fire on their vehicle. And it's all caught on Facebook Live. Listen to the video. can't believe it the video starts uh with the music and the car and they're just riding along it's sunny outside about three minutes in the sing-along turns deadly when you hear shots ringing out the woman jumps out of the car scrambles out really she's not jumping she can't she runs out and starts begging for people to let her into their home. And she's screaming, call 911. They killed him. I've got a bullet in my stomach. I mean, they're minding their own business. Joseph Scott Morgan, the reality is while all this is happening, the two-year-old Todd is bleeding out, dying. Yeah, these things don't don't happen in a vacuum, Nancy. Uh, one moment they're just traveling down the road, minding their own. They're live streaming, which a lot of people do now anyway, innocently listening to music, and the world just shatters and blows apart with with gunfire. Uh, this is not a clean event. It's not what people think that it is. This is the the frenetic nature of a of a of a shooting. Uh, just an, and it's it, it it's beyond the pale. This this little two year old kid is literally bleeding out in that vehicle. This woman running away in in horror, trying to find somebody that'll help her and show mercy to her. Horrible set of circumstances, Nancy. And she's four months pregnant and is shot in the stomach. To Dr. Chloe Carmichael, New York psychologist, creator of AskDrCC.com, I'm looking right now at a happy second birthday card of this sweet little boy, LaVon. And he's all dressed in blue with royal blue tennis shoes and blue jeans and a blue shirt. And so well taken care of with a big smile. He was loved so much. And it's just over. Just like that, Dr. Chloe, it's really hard for me to get my mind around it. Then to know it was it was posted. The murder was posted online. 
Nancy, it is, it's hard to even fathom, you know, that the idea that this would be happening and, and, you know, why people would be viewing this type of material. Um, you know, one thought is that it might be kind of a, a misguided attempt, um, at, at trying to, um, bear witness to this, you know, people don't want to just turn away from something like this. And so, um, you know, if, if it's there, uh, sometimes people feel just compelled to watch it. Um, but what I think is really frightening is the idea that on a certain level, it's almost normalizing this type of thing, which is, which is terrible in terms of our society. And now we go to suburban Carpentersville, where a Facebook Live, a so-called Facebook Live torture case occurs. To John Limley, Crime Stories investigative reporter, what happened? An 18-year-old victim dropped off at a McDonald's in suburban uh, Streamwood, Illinois, by his parents. The victim knew one of the suspects before the incident occurred as the two had attended the same high school. And the victim had mistakenly thought that the two were friends. When the victim went to the McDonald's, he had the intention of spending time with this friend. Uh, The victim's parents filed a report that he was missing. This is what we know in the suburban area of Carpentersville. Four people now accused of a four-plus our attack on an 18-year-old who had mental illness. And what's so ironic about it is this mentally ill teen had been friends with one of his tormentors before police say a, quote, play fight happened. So the four come upon this guy uh, with a lot of different mental illnesses and they get him and they take him and begin torturing him. To Joe Scott Morgan, forensics expert, when I say torture him, they were beating him over four hours, putting his head down a, a filthy toilet into it, and they were live streaming the whole thing on Facebook, live streaming it. Despicable torture case. It all started with two friends, quote, hanging out. What went wrong, Joe Scott? What do you know? A a guy, a a disabled, mentally ill teen ends up bloodied and beaten, ending up wearing nothing but an inside-out tank top, uh, sandals and shorts, freezing. What, What happened? How did it go so wrong, Joe Scott? Let's use the word lured here, Nancy. Uh, and this goes to specific intent. They, This group of people, uh, one who knew this poor mentally disabled man from school, lured him into this situation. And it was all for their sadistic, their sadistic uh, uh, torture of this guy. Took him in to this place. There were four of them held his head in a toilet while railing on him with racial epithets, made him drink from the toilet, punched him, kicked him, slapped him. And and then, Nancy, I think one of the most humiliating things that they did to this guy is they actually began to cut his hair off, which left, left cuts in his scalp. Uh, just the ultimate 
and the demeaning of a fellow human being. They live stream it on Facebook, showing the mentally ill teen boy with his hands tied, his mouth covered and gagged. People are cutting his clothes off while they are laughing. In the video, somebody takes a knife to his head and cuts his scalp, leaving him bleeding. They're laughing and shouting and joking and slapping him in the face, putting cigarette ashes on his bleeding wounds, forcing his head down in a filthy toilet and making him drink from it. All posted live stream. Listen. A whole patch out of this boy. Why you do this? And no blood on the blade. No fuck. No, yeah, grab it, nigga. Cut his mouth. Damn, you cut it. A whole patch out of this boy. Why you do this? And no blood on the blade. No fuck. No, you get. Donald Trump. It all started when the mentally ill victim's parents dropped him, as they did often, at a local McDonald's. Okay? that That's how the whole thing happened. And he ended up being stuffed in a van and driven, driven around the neighborhood two days the kid is reported missing it just gets worse and worse and worse but it all lived on facebook live and has been watched over and over and over as police try to put the pieces of the puzzle together let me be very clear the actions in that video are reprehensible that along with racism have absolutely no place in the city of Chicago or anywhere else for that matter against anyone, regardless of their race, gender, state of mental health, or any other identifying factor. I'm pleased to announce that the investigation has concluded and charges have been approved by the Cook County State's Attorney for hate crimes, aggravated kidnapping, aggravated unlawful restraint, an aggravated battery with a deadly weapon against all four of the offenders in custody. Take a listen to this. We're so grateful for all the prayers and efforts that led to the safe return of our brother. We're fully aware of the charges being brought against the offenders. At this time, we ask for continued prayers for all those involved and for our family's privacy as we cope and heal. We appreciate all the support from everyone. we haven't spoken to anyone really but each other, but we've read what's uh, what's out there and, and we really appreciate it. We're overwhelmed and surprised. Um, we're happy that everyone's concerned. Yeah, this should never happen. It's happening. It's the new world order, the world of technology, life playing out on Facebook Live and Periscope and Snapchat. It's all happening now. What are we going to do about it? Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash nancy.